This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Yep, that's me, Brian Petrie, the host of MMA Takes Podcast. Welcome to MMA Takes Ah, Fired up, fired up. Talk to you boys or girls, whoever listens. I don't know. I know my wife doesn't listen, so probably boys. What's going on, guys? Not a lot to talk about, if we're being honest. Let's be all the way real, okay? UFC Sao Paulo stunk. It was a stinker, okay? We're going to quickly recap that. I got a lot of nonsense to talk to you about. Got a couple little things to talk about. It's going to be a slow week, right? I wasn't going to put one out because UFC Sao Paulo stunk so bad. I'm like, do they really need me to hear me? But, you know, I like talking to you guys. It's fun. I got a lot of... A lot of irons in the fire, or so to speak, or a lot of things in the brain that I like to talk to you about. And um, yeah, so we'll we'll graze over Sao Paulo. Who's some already? Oh boy! All right. So sorry. I'm waiting. I'm actually selling uh, a podcast equipment to a guy on, on Facebook Marketplace. He told me six. Right. He's from the West Side, where I'm from, on the West Side of Cincinnati. He told me six, you know, he owns a, a studio and, and, uh, you know, he, the microphones, the road pod mic, which is a great microphone for podcasting. So if you're listening to this, and you want a podcast of this guy backed out, it might be available. A guy did just mess me today, but he said six. I'm very punctual. Um, I know things happen. It's now six 50. Haven't heard from him, you know, so hopefully nothing happened, but about eight o'clock, I'm going to give him the eight because I'm trying to sell this thing. I was giving him a deal. We, we, chatted up he's a podcast producer he has a roadcaster pro so do i this is a pod mic that's why i bought it it was supposed to go well with the roadcaster pro it does it's a great microphone i just don't need it i bought it for guest i'm not getting guests right i bought it for someone to sit in the studio with me austin's the only one that did it and he couldn't even talk in the microphone because he's too busy coughing and doing whatever so it didn't sound great so i'm like you know what it's hard mic to come by it's sold out everywhere i got it put it up for 100 bucks right i bought it for 100 i'm gonna get my money back this guy sweet talked me, said, Hey, I got a Rocaster Pro too. I, I, I record podcast. Oh, I'll, I'll give you for 80, right? Give for 80. But you said six, 650, right? Okay, I'm going to give him an, a two hour window and then I got to move on. I got to give, I got to, I got to move on. What's going to be embarrassing is, is tomorrow he'll be like, Hey, sorry, I got caught up with, you know, family stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pick it up now and I'm already going to tell the other guy like it's his. So, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I don't own a business. But you said six. It's six. All right. So you know what? Let's do Sao Paulo first, right? Let's just get this over with. I went eight and three on the card. I didn't release my picks. This is this is the thing. I usually take a picture, put it out. I didn't do it. I t- I tweeted out my two picks. I said I like Jan and I like James Krause. I didn't do a full pick. However, I did do full pickums. I went eight and three on the night. Right? Not bad. So uh, Tracy Cortez looked pretty good. Um, she won the opening fight. Andrea Lipsky looked like a killer in there. She fought some nobody off the street, basically. So that fight was, uh, you know, mirrored with controversy. That was there a tap? Was there not a tap? Who knows? Uh, Henan Barrow versus Douglas Andrade, whatever. He's got 40 different names. Uh, Henan Barrow, man, really sad story. I, I don't know how he's still going to be in the UFC. He's going to be out. Wally Evers with Randy Brown. Randy Brown looked really good. I, I would. Uh, I got that fight right. All the, I, I started off 4-0. I picked all these guys. Randy Brown was a pick em. Slight favorite. Worley Alvarez just doesn't do it for me. I know he's beat Colby Covington, but and he just came off a big knockout of Marais, but he just doesn't show up for me. I just I, I'm not a fan of him. Uh obviously I'm not gonna take Barrow. I mean, I thought Andrade, who is I think um not the most 
I mean, he's powerful. He's like a John Lineker a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm not taking Brown. So I took Randy Brown. The first fight I got wrong was Bobby Green. I picked Bobby Green over for Francisco Trinado. I think Bobby Green won that fight. Got that fight wrong. Um, and then we had, uh, yeah, Javi, uh, what is it? Ricardo Ramos, excuse me. Ricardo Ramos was Arado Gari Gari. Uh, Ricardo Ramos, I had him as well. I thought Gari Gari, if that's how I pronounce his name, the Ugrarian from Uruguay. Um, little overrated, little little inflated record there, and Ramos is, is a real deal. James Krause, my lock of the night, he uh, starts Sergio Marais. Smart Sergio Marais didn't look like he wanted to be in there. And then uh, I picked Marcus Perez over Wellington Terman. Good fight, close fight. Perez did the whole Joker face paint at the weigh-ins. Um, you know, really good fight. I think Perez, if he just, if he put the foot on the gas a little more, right? He's very, he, he, he I wouldn't say showboaty, but he's definitely, he moves with his hands down and, and he has good strikes and he's a very talented guy. But if he just put his foot on the gas a little bit more, I think he could win some of these close fights that he's losing. He's got a fantastic record. They could run him back. Wellington Terman's a tough, tough dude. Uh, you know, really strong, really big for that weight. Uh, was, was, uh, you know, had a really big time, big time, big time. <laughs> He had a really uh, good fight with Carl Robinson as the UFC debut. I actually picked him as an under in that. I guess I just bet against Carl Robinson. I'm, I'm so sorry, Carl. Uh, but Wellington Sermon looked pretty good. It's a guy I'm going to kind of keep my eye on, maybe one eye on him, because I do think he's pretty good. Uh, and then uh, Antonio Aurora versus Andre Munoz, the battle of the contender series. Uh, Aurora is a big, thick dude. They're both big, thick dudes, but Aurora is a big, strong, beast-looking motherfucker. And I picked him. This was kind of a coin flip. He was a slight underdog. Uh, he he lost a decision against Munoz. Uh, Jared Gordon versus Charles Rivera. Charles Rivera is a beast. I mean, I, would, I was going to give out that pick, too, but I think everyone was picking Charles Oliveira. I think a lot of people kind of did like Jared Gordon as, a, as an underdog um, only because of like his past, like what uh, his past fights, you know, he's been, you know, he's been bullied before he, he he's lost really close fights and Jared Gordon wanted to get on the inside and, and really rough him up, make it an ugly fight. And, and Charles Oliveira like, nah, I'm just going to sleep you in, in a minute, a little over a minute, under a minute, whatever it was. Uh, Co-main event Shogun was Paul Craig. I mean, it, it, everyone has the same take. Shogun should retire. He 100% should. It's, it, you know, I think he has maybe one fight left. The UFC will give him one more fight. Um, I'm sure it'll be entertaining, but I hope it's not a rematch with Paul Craig. I don't, it, it was close. Paul Craig definitely won the first round. Uh, Shogun won probably the second round. Third round was very close. Um, I'm not upset with the draw. I picked uh, Paul Craig to win, so it was a draw. So um, I went the underdog route. He's a quite a big underdog there. I just you just can't bet Shogun. Be, Shogun being as high as he was a minus two sixty favorite, I think is insane, right? Paul Craig is not a, a world beater by any means. Probably will never fight for the title, but Shogun is way past his prime. I mean, listen, let's let's just let's just air it out there. Let's just cut the bullshit. Shogun hasn't been the same since Pride. You know, you look at Shogun and probably look at him now. I know he's older. I know he's been through a lot, but I mean, steroids. I mean, it's it's fucking obvious. Look at his pride fights and look how he fights now. He never fought ever, even when he debuted in the UFC early in his career, when he was still fairly young. He never fought like he did in pride ever because there's there's a back then there was a little bit of drug testing in UFC. There was none in pride. They were probably supplying the steroids. Oh, you want here? Here's a clean needle. Shoot up. Uh, you know, he came in and, and laid an egg against fucking Forrest Griffin. Then he almost lost to fucking Mark Coleman. The ref gave him that fight. He gassed out both those fights. Um, I've never been a big Shogun guy. I've never been a huge fan of Shogun or his brother Ninja. I just never have. I know a couple people that love Pride that came over. They love Shogun, and I just, I never got it. Uh, main event, boy, stanker fest. Jan Bohovic versus uh, Jack Ray Souza. 
I don't even, I mean, it, it's, it's stuck. It was bad, right? They weren't doing anything. Jan should have, if he wants a title shot, you know, he should have pushed the pace. Uh, he was the bigger man in there. I know he's worried about the takedown. He stuffed the takedown. Uh, Jacare didn't really put himself at risk. Didn't gas. Neither guy gassed. They went five rounds. Jacare thought he won. I thought Yang won, but who cares? It was a trash fight, right? Yang's not going to get a title shot after that fight. There's no way they can promote him after that fight. You knock out Luke Rockhold. That was a great win. You got to go out there and you got to knock someone else out or at least have an exciting fight. And Jan, I think, is an exciting fighter. He has he has potential to be a real banger in there. He likes to stand up and bang. He's got a good chin. Uh, he's a pretty well-rounded guy. But this fight, just matchup-wise, it was just terrible. You know, Jacare, uh, I thought, looked okay at 205. Um, he's getting older, so I think not cutting weight is smart. But when you get in there with some really the big guys, you know, Kenny, Kenny Florian said it on, on Anik and Florian uh, yesterday. Dominic Reyes and John Jones are big boys at 205. Like, there's some big guys. And, and I don't know if Jacare is strong enough. Uh, maybe his body will adapt. But I doubt it. But um, real stinker of a main event. Really disappointing. You know, we're off for three weeks, right? You know, the, the next show is DC, which we'll preview at the end of the show on December 7th. No pay-per-view this weekend. Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz is, is is the only combat sports. I'm sure there's a Bellator, but I think it's in London. I think Michael Page is fighting maybe. Uh, I can't really keep up with their with their schedule. But um, you got Deontay Wilder, Luis, Luis Ortiz on Saturday. And then next weekend's Thanksgiving, or like next Thursday's Thanksgiving, so they don't put a show on on, on the on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And then you go 7th, and then 14th, and 21st, and then you're in the year. That's it. UFC, you know. It's done for the year, and they're they're slowly releasing their their uh, 2020 schedule right now, praying they come somewhere come somewhere close to Cincinnati. They haven't been to Cincinnati in quite some time. Um, I I would be pretty fucking awesome if they go back to Cleveland and they do the Stipe DC rematch in Cleveland. Because uh, I've been up to the Quicken Loan uh, and watched Stipe fight Overeem, I'll go back up. If they come to Indy, I'm going. If they go, I'll probably go as far as Chicago. West, I'll go to Chicago, which is about five hour drive from me. My wife and I love Chicago. We go there. Oh, we used to go there quite a bit. We'll probably bring the family with me. Have the wife and, and and kid. Well, I don't know how that would work. I don't know. If, well, we'll figure it out if they go to Chicago. I'm planning. They always do it like a pay per view in Chicago or like a big event. So I definitely would go as far as the Chicago. Um, and then uh, as far, I mean, I, I could potentially go to Atlanta again because the in laws live there. But uh, I know they're going to Raleigh, North Carolina. I love Wilmington. Raleigh's about three, four hours away from Wilmington, so I probably won't make that drive. And it's a fight night, so probably going to skip that one. But yeah, so hopefully they come somewhere in my radius because I'm itching to go to another event. I had such a good time at uh, Atlanta. But yeah, DC Stipe in Cleveland, they always do the big pay-per-views in either New York or Vegas. A lot of these cities like Cleveland, Cincinnati, I don't think we're going to get a pay-per-view anytime soon. It's going to be the LAs, it's going to be the Vegases, it's going to be the Torontos, and it's going to be the New Yorks, right? Um, like, I don't, you know, Boston, which is like Dana's hometown, they get fight nights, right? Good fight night back on October 18th. Um, I'll, I'll take anything. I'll take anything. Get Bring a contender series here. I'm showing up. But that's it. Sao Paulo stunk. So it kind of it kind of was a little bit of a buzzkill since we're off for a few weeks. Um, don't know if I'm bringing up uh, busting on a podcast for next week. I don't know what I have much to talk about. I mean, I could recap Deontay Wilder with Satiz. I'm probably going to watch that fight. Um, I like Deontay Wilder. I think he's I think he's entertaining. I don't think he's the best boxer in the world. Um, but his powers is crazy. And Luis Ortiz is an older guy. But I rewatched the first fight just recently, and Luis Ortiz is a plus four hundred something man. 
if he can just withstand, and he looks in crazy shape, right? Um, if he can withstand and, and, and watch out for the big shot, I think he has a real good chance of winning. But, yeah, Wilder, is he just cracks, man. He's fearless in there. Can't, can't not not like Deontay Wilder. You know, he's... Um, he he's uh he's he's ferocious and I like his confidence, like his mental, uh like everything about him. So what do we want to talk about here, guys? Huh? Ben Askin retired. That's that's kind of a news thing. Uh big old Ben. Ben Askin retired. He did it on Hawani show. Apparently he I like what he said, right? I only got clip ups of the interview. I didn't listen to it. I didn't watch it. Um he just said, you know, I didn't, you know, perform as I should have, and that's you know, tough shit and you know, I, I respect that. I really do. I, I respect him um, kind of owning up to that. Like, you know, he didn't make excuses. He has a hip injury. So he said he's pretty much retired from everything. He's retired from f- until he gets his hip surgery, wrestling, MMA. I think he's 35, 36 maybe. Uh, I don't see him coming back. I think the only way he comes back, and this would never happen because he's always wanted to fight GSP. The only way is if like GSP goes, I'll come back for one fight and it's got to be Askren. I think he'd come out of retirement for that, but I think he's done. I think if, if, if they're smart, the UFC will uh, the UFC will um, put him on a desk or something, right? ESPN might hire him up. I think he's, I don't know if he's interested in that because I think he does like a lot with wrestling, so it might take up his time, but he's got schools. He's, he's, he's going to be fine, right? He's going to be all right. But yeah, you know, he came into UFC, UFC and, and I see this is what I like, right? Michael Chandler and Douglas Lima, who's talking, they're always going to have that. I could beat Kamar Usman or Michael Chandler. I could beat Khabib because they're in Bellator and they're getting paid a ton of money. They're never going to get that opportunity. Ben Askren was in one FC was saying, I can beat the best guys in the world. Just give me a shot. Him and Dana had some beef or whatever. They made that trade for Demetrius for Ben Askren, which was awesome. And Ben Askren got a shot. So we never had a what if. We never had the what if. Like, what if Fedor fought in the UFC, fought Brock Lesnar? We never had the what if. We know, right? And every single Ben Askren fight was, there was some kind of electricity or controversy, I guess, in a way. And I won't even say controversy. Well, the first fight was very controversial. He got the shit kicked out of him the whole fight and then got a bulldog choke over Robbie Lawler, who was or wasn't out. Then he fights Masvidal, gets absolutely need that's going to live on for infamy. That's good. He's going to have to watch that for the end of his days. I know he's not too excited about watching that, but that's what's going to happen. I'm sorry. And then with the Damian Maya, he had a perfect opportunity to fight a guy that was in his skill set that he could show off his grappling, which he says he's the best MMA grappler. And uh, he didn't do that. Now with the hip injury, was that part of the issue why he couldn't scramble and do what he wants against Maya? Possibly. He also didn't look all that well trained to me. He didn't look um he didn't look fresh in there. He didn't look sharp. He looked very slow. He uh you know, he's very strong and powerful on top. But if you watch any of the early Ben Askren, even with just him rolling with Marcelo Garcia or Jake Shields, his scrambles were were crazy, you know. So the hip injury I would imagine had some part in it, but also I didn't think he was training properly. I just don't think he was in it mentally to really fucking to really put his foot on the gas and, and beat Damian Maya. Damian Maya's an a guy who has been prone to gas himself, and it was a tough fight in the first two rounds. I think Askren probably won, but they both were slugging it out, and Askren would get these little takedowns and kind of just play it safe. And then Askren got tired and got fucking got choked out. I mean, props to Damian Maya. But um, I, I, if I was UFC, I'd be happy, right? You got you got some electric out of Ben Askren. You got three fights out of him, and uh, you know, and he's been talking forever. And now we can finally silence the talk. You know, he came over. He had a shot at the best. They matched him up with the best, like who he wanted. 
Um, he had, in my opinion, all three winnable fights on paper when him coming in. He should he was the undefeated fighter. He should have won, and he just didn't. Like he didn't perform. I don't know. You know, you can blame it on the hip injury, which he didn't, and I wouldn't either. But uh, yeah, so good for Ben Harrison for retiring. I think he'll be all right. I think he made a lot of money. And uh, I, you know, if you're the UFC, you probably aren't too upset with the trade because Demetrius obviously went and won the one FC title. But Demetrius, you know, Henry Cejudo's doing the whole king of cringe, and it's all fake, right? He's doing like a bit. If you listen to a Demetrius Johnson interview or see videos of him, he's really cringy too. And I don't think he's doing a bit. He's kind of a weird dude, right? Um, he's a terrific fighter, probably one of the you know, top three pound for pound best fighters in the in the world, uh, without question. But He's kind of a dork and not like a cool dork, right? Like everyone's dorky in their own way, right? Nerds and dorks run the world now, but he's like a dork in like a dorky way, right? Like it's just not, he's not cool. Um, you know, and it, and it doesn't help that he's tiny too, right? But he's a fantastic fighter, right? Nothing can take that away from him. But if you're the UFC, you're probably not too worried about the trade because uh, Demetrius wasn't putting ass in the seats and you got that knockout of of Masvidal and Askren propelled Masvidal to the starter that he is. Masvidal was on the cusp of being a star, but knocking out an, an undefeated fighter like Ben Askren in UFC record-breaking history and the way he did it, leaving him stiff like that after all the to- shit-talking, I mean, the UFC alone, that investment's worth worth that you know what i mean that they they got what they they got what they needed you know i think that's uh that's a good thing here so uh you know we go personal here right we 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 talk about everything uh this isn't like i'm not building up to like saying i have like fucking herpes or anything like that but <sighs> you guys are probably tired of hearing me complain about shipping things so i'm gonna make this quick okay so last week or last podcast i i, I um was it last podcast i was talking about the aqua bag so anyway, this weekend, I have an old Everlast bag, right? And uh, I think I did say it on podcast. Anyway, uh, I start boxing, right? It's a little one. I need to get a new bag for a while. Um, and it falls off the ceiling. And the little metal clip, like, so the 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 mount was still in the stud. The metal clip that's attached to the mount that so basically is attached to the chain, fell off, whipped down, grazed my head, fell on the floor. I was so pissed. I had been boxing for maybe 30 seconds. So... I took a picture of it and tagged the aqua training guys because I was interested in getting an aqua bag. I've been doing research on it. I think I did talk to you about this on the podcast. The guy followed me on Instagram and was like, oh, yeah, hit up aqua training, blah, blah, blah. Then he does an Instagram live on Saturday. And I, I never go on lives. Never. If I get the notification someone someone's live, I don't give a shit, right? I never go. But I, I was bored on Saturday. So I went in and he starts like, he's at a gym and he's going, who's this? Who's this? And there's like three of us in there. And I go, oh, and I type in Chuck Liddell. Oh, that's Chuck Liddell. Thanks. Everybody takes you. Got it right. Who's this? And it was Mike Tyson. I was like, that's Mike Tyson, man. No one's commenting. He's like, yeah, it's Tyson. Yeah, who, who gets this one? You know? And I was like, and he's like, hey, if you answer this right, you'll get a training bag. And I, and, uh, maybe I'll send you a free training bag. And I, and I got it right. And he, you know, never did. But I uh, messaged him and we talked and he gave me a discount code for 15% off. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll order it, right? I need a new bag. The aqua technology, the water bags or whatever are awesome. I support small businesses. You know, I could have went and got an Everlast water bag. I could have got a title, could have got a rival, but I want to support a smaller company. And they got great reviews. Yeah, yeah. So he gave me the code and they have it on Amazon, but it's not a prime thing, right? So you can't get it in two days or whatever. They ship it themselves through Amazon. So I said, well, I got this 30% excuse me, I got this 15% code, which is $30 $30 off. Let me go ahead and type that in order. So I ordered on Sunday. 
feeling good. I thanked the guy, sent, the, sent him the little thing, like, here we go. Let's go, Boba. He's like, yeah, all right, cool, man. So I did on Sunday. Obviously, they're not working on Sunday, right? And uh, then I go to the website again and was like, well, I haven't, I didn't get an order confirmation. That's probably kind of weird, right? They already took the money out of my account. Why didn't I get like an order confirmation? Go to the page or whatever. They make you set up an account. Can't find it, right? Can't, uh, can't find my order confirmation. But when I got on, the first thing that popped up was, oh, type your email and you get 50, 15% off. And I go, okay. So this guy didn't hook me up at all. This is just a deal anyone gets if they go to the webpage. So that kind of soured my grapes a little bit. I told him I was going to, you know, I would review it on the podcast. I'm talking about it now. They're getting free publicity. I get more listeners than he has followers on his Instagram. So, uh, you know, this is kind of free ad right here, right? So I felt bad doing this, talking about it, because it's good to kind of go negative. But, you know, this is what it is. And so that soured me a little bit, right? So Monday, wait all day, no shipping information, whatever. Tuesday, now I'm in the shipping biz. You guys know that. So not only am I in the shipping biz, I my wife owns or runs a small business out of her house. And she makes hand-to-made order shit, like high-quality shit here, guys. Uh, she makes hand-to-made, handmade order, and she she fucking prints them off, boxes them up, drops them off the, at the post. She's going to the post office three, four times a week. Sometimes she'll catch the mailman, whatever. She's got a, a fucking post office tote. Like, she's real deal. She gets them out. So I... Not only am I in the shipping business, so I know how the, in the innings work, but my wife also runs a small business out of her home, and she gets shit done. So Tuesday rolls around. I was like, okay, I have yet to get an order confirmation. If you're going to take my money, the least you can do is email me like a receipt or whatever. So they have a chat feature on their um, on their webpage. So I, I start chatting with a girl named Amanda. I say, hey, Amanda, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a, you never got an order confirmation. And she goes, what's your order number? I didn't get an order confirmation. I said, I screenshot it. The page that after like my page that let me know my order is complete. Here's that. She goes, well, I don't see an order number on there. I need an order. I need your order number. And I go, I don't have one because I never got an order confirmation email, but I'm being polite. I want to be fucking rude, but I'm being polite. She goes, okay, what's your full name? Give her my full name. She looks it up. She goes, she tells me my order number. She says, shipping today. This was on Tuesday. Shipping today ends conversation. Says Amanda leaves the conversation. So I didn't have time to thank you. It wasn't, can I help you with anything else? It was, here's your order number. It's shipping today. Go fuck yourself, essentially, right? So that perturbed me a little bit, right? I support small business. I like ordering small business. I like giving my money to small business. And the, the trade-off for small business is you might pay a little more. You might get a little bit better of a quality of a product, depending what you ask. It's not like Amazon selling all that junk. But you're supposed to get the, the one thing that they say is the customer service is better with small business. And generally, I agree. I eat, a, I eat at a lot of small businesses in Cincinnati. The customer service is always, the, everything's always better at a restaurant, right? I deliver to small businesses at my job, and they're always super polite, super nice people, right? I did not get that sense from Amanda, right? Got a little upset by it. I'm like, okay, right? Okay, so shipping today. Here's your order for me, blah, blah. So then I go to the, you know, I, I anyway. So I'm, I'm like, okay. And I will fully admit, I am the worst person to order stuff. I am impatient. I know how shipping works. So I know 
if you're fucking off or if you're not doing your job or whatever, like if you fuck up or whatever the case may be, I kind of know that. So I am the worst. I will admit that to anything. I'm usually polite when I talk to these people. I've had an incident with, with Verizon. You know, I think I talked about my phone being delayed and it got delivered when I was in Disney world. I've had some issues, right? So today's, today's Wednesday, right? It was supposed to ship yesterday. No email about shipping. Huh? Okay. So I try to be patient, right? I got to go up. I got to get, I got a mount, uh, a new mount to hang the, the boxing bag up, uh, the water bag up in the, in my garage. So I got a new mount that came yesterday one day via Amazon. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why people use it. I don't use Amazon all that much, but when they give you one day fucking free shipping, you know, it's, you know, and this fucking mount I got can hold 2000 pounds. So I got that and I was trying to be patient. I had to get like, I had to go to uh, Home Depot and get like a chain and I had to get um, a couple other things to hang it. Cause I'm, I didn't buy their mount, which was like 80, 180 bucks. And I, I'm not going to buy any of the ringside or Everlast bullshit. So I was going to, you know, just do it myself. And, uh, I was like, okay, like we're on five o'clock. I'm like, enough's enough. Right. They're, they're, they're based in New York. They're 10 hours away from me. So I know that where they're from, it's going to go to Pennsylvania, somewhere in Pennsylvania. And then it's going to go to Columbus. It's going to go to me. That's going to take a day and a half, two days tops. I ordered on, on Sunday. You should have boxed my order up on Monday, put a fucking label on it. We make it easy for you. Just set it out. We'll pick it up. And uh, so that hasn't happened, right? And then so five o'clock rolls around. I go to the website. They're closed. They work eight to five or whatever it is. So I can't talk to anybody. So I sent an email. Hey, Amanda told me that I was going to get my bag shipped on Tuesday. I haven't got any shipping confirmation. Uh, you know, what's going on? This isn't a cheap thing. I paid 200 something bucks. I got $30 off, but I paid $200 for this fucking thing. Uh, I paid for shipping. You know, if it's free shipping, you don't have a ton of leg to stand on. That's why I kind of like paying for shipping. Um, but it's just, you know, it, it, it boils down to two things, right? I, the Mando was rude to me and I'm very impatient, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm to blame here as well, right? If I was a different person, I've had a little bit of patience in me. Uh, this would be kind of different thing. I'd kind of let it go. Right. But I'm very impatient and I'm in the business. So I know if you're kind of dicking me around and I don't think they're dicking me around. I fucking went and looked, they have their address on their website. So I went and looked at their address on Google maps. This, I thought they were going to be coming out of a gym, a house, whatever. It's a, it's a fucking warehouse with docks and shit. So I know they're getting regular pickups from one of the big companies so it's a matter of them pulling the item, boxing it, and putting a label on it, and just waiting for someone to pick it up. So are you telling me it's gonna it takes someone three days to pull an item? You know what I mean? Ah, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. And then I, I did all the reviews of the product, and everyone loves the product. Then I went back and started reviewing on their Facebook page, which I usually don't use Facebook, but they had a lot of reviews on their Facebook page. And a lot of people, not a lot of people, I would say maybe... Out of the 14 reviews, there was three people that had a problem with the um, customer service, right? They're like, they didn't answer my calls and answer my emails, blah, 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 blah. So hopefully it doesn't become a problem because tomorrow, if I don't get emailed back by, because they close, I know they close at five now. So around three o'clock, if I don't get an email yet, then I'm going to either call or do the chat thing and I'm going to not be so nice. Trying to be nice, Aqua, Aqua training bag, you know? You got good reviews, and I'm very excited to use your product, but, huh? Let's get it together. Let's get it together. All right. Last little thing here. 
before we get last little testimonial, personal thing, not personal, but just something that you probably might not necessarily care about. You might actually care about this. So I usually watch in a week on Fight Pass, ESPN Plus, whatever. I usually watch in a week, probably five to 10 fights, old fights, new fights, fights that I didn't really watch properly. I'm always watching highlights and people fighting because if I'm picking a card, um, I've been a little burnt out on that, right? Because I feel like I've seen all the fights I want to see, right? How many more times can I watch Adesanya versus Gassam? You know, so I was laying in, uh, I was with my, my big girl yesterday, right? And she's on her iPad. She's doing her things. I'm, you know, I didn't want to watch anything on TV. So I'm on my phone and this thing popped on my YouTube. YouTube, if you click on something on YouTube, now they, they give you like an algorithm where they're like, oh, you're going to like this too. This thing popped up called Street Beefs. And if you are not familiar, which I was not until now, it's these, it's, it's not like, it's not bare knuckle. So it's not exactly like Kimbo, but basically guys fighting in the backyard and they have different type. They have a referee. They have like this wood cage fence thing and there's boxing matches. There's kickboxing MMA, like each, each different, you know, they have different fights for, you know, if a boxer comes in, he wants to box, he just boxes, you know, some guys have MMA. So I started watching these things. I'm like, okay. And 90% of these guys are trash, right? They're, they're not good, but it's entertaining. And I got hooked on, um, I got, went down a rabbit hole, bros. I, I went deep. I got hooked on, they do like little intros, right? And I got hooked on, you know, picking out who I thought was going to win before they fought, right? I saw no, nothing, just literally them talking to the camera. And I probably was like 50, 50, right? I got half right. I wasn't very good at it, but, um, so I start looking at this thing and then I start seeing some like guys that are actually pretty good, right? So there's this kid, Italian Tyson, that no one likes, right? He's just, he's a little scrapper. He boxes and does MMA. He's kind of like a punk. All the comments are like, they got 1.1 million fucking subscribers, I believe on, on the Street Beast YouTube thing. And all the comments are how they hate this Tyson kid. I don't really hate him. I think he's tough. He's taking some big shots. You know, I, I mean, obviously he's aggressive and, he, and he's fighting and stuff. But I went deep. And then there was this guy that's covered in tattoos, Mighty Mouse. And he was pretty skilled. He had some decent hands. And he's fucking clearly on steroids, right? He's jacked to the gills. Tattoos covered his body. But he had some decent skills. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then I start getting into, and then I look at the comments on those. And there's like a big falling out because the guy who runs Street Beast, this guy who's got a big scar on his face, this older guy. So him and Mighty Mouse have like beef and Mighty Mouse went and started his own thing. Guys, I'm in deep here. This is like Jerry Springer for fighting. Like, this is crazy. I spent, and I'm not exaggerating guys, because I spent probably a good two hours on my phone, gave my daughter lunch. She took a nap. And then when she took a nap, I laid down. Maybe I was going to get a nap too. I just stayed on my phone and watched this shit. I couldn't get enough. I went to the, they have a Facebook group that the guy, the, the Scarface guy kept mentioning like, oh, I see the comments in the Facebook group. I try to join the Facebook group. You got to answer questions before they approve you. I'm in deep. And it's like, I don't like it, right? It's not like I like it. None of these guys are all that talented. There's been a handful of guys who, who I respect and they, they, they do seem to have a little bit of talent and I, you know, it's brave for them to fucking get in there and fight. It's in Harrisburg, Virginia. Harrisonburg or Harrisburg, Virginia. Some people come from DC. Some people come from Maryland. Some people come from West Virginia. Um, but yeah, I, I fucking went down the route. I got hooked. It was like my soap opera. You know, I don't, I don't watch, you know, all the old women, they got their stories. I don't watch anything really. I mean, I watch TV and, and stuff, but like I was just bored and all of a sudden fucking, I went in deep. So if you're familiar, you know, hopefully you don't get as hooked as I did. Cause I mean, I'm joining, I'm, I asked to join their Facebook group. 
I'm fucking looking these dudes up on on Instagram and seeing what their lives are like, and you know, it, it's crazy, right? It's it's wild to me. I it's it's funny that I, I I went deep, man. I haven't done that in a long time with anything, but it it was fascinating to me. It was really fun. And then I had a dream about it. I had a dream that I was like in the crowd. I'm like behind the cage fence or whatever. And they're like, oh, we need someone to fight this heavyweight. We need a, we need a big boy. And I was like, Ugh. and like my wife was with me. She's looking at me like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. And I'm like, I, but, you know, there's no one else here. And I was like bigger than everyone. So literally everyone's looking at me because I was the only one that was size enough to fight him. And my wife's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. So I didn't do it. And everyone's like, oh, you know, I felt like a big pussy and a big bitch. And then the dude, like some other dude stepped up and murdered the guy I was going to fight. And I'm like, oh, I could have done that. What the fuck? It's crazy right it's why and it's serious 1.1 million people are subscribed to this thing and uh there's like real life shit that mighty mouse guy apparently spent 16 years in jail he has like a rape charge like he's not a good dude um and it's it's wild the comments are wild it's it's funny man it's and again there's only a handful of guys i've seen with a little bit of skill like the guys that have a little bit of skill usually dominate and then you know and then i go okay well they're they got to be some kind of professional right and you look them up and they're like five and five in mma and like you know 10 and one in professional boxing so you're like okay so you can tell who's got skill and who doesn't but you know props to a lot of them a lot of them are fucking dogs i mean they're not getting paid right they're getting eyeballs on them because you know i'm talking about them now and and they got a million subscribers but you know they're not getting paid or or anything and they're fucking beating the shit each other in some guy's backyard so uh I highly advise you if, if you're a degenerate like me and you want to be entertained for a little bit, I highly advise you to, uh, to check that out. So, all right. So back to MMA, uh, two things here. Rumble Johnson's back at heavyweight in June or July. I think we talked about this already. It's a big, who cares for me? Um, I think he'll get two fights. He'll get paid or quit again. Uh, I'm interested in seeing him at heavyweight. Obviously the big matchup would be him and Aganyu. Everyone wants to see that. I think Aganyu's probably DC steep air going to fight probably March, April, and Anthony Johnson wants to fight June, July. Naganyu probably wants to be active. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see them fight. I think obviously I, I would take Naganyu in that fight. But I'm not a big Anthony Johnson guy. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not overly impressed with him. I think he's obviously powerful. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see him at heavyweight. I've seen him fight a heavyweight before. He fought Andre Olowski, <clears throat> and he looked good. But <clears throat> goddamn frog in my throat. He looked good, but. You know, I'm I'm just not excited about it. Like that was kind of like the. It's been kind of a slow news week uh, with not a UFC coming with happening, and it just it just it, you know it didn't tick me the right way. And then another big thing is is Caesar Gracie came out and said Diaz is very interested in fighting Masvidal. Obviously, Masvidal's interested or whatever. He's in LA or was in LA getting uh, stem cells in his hand. He messed up his hand a little bit, so hopefully that helps him. Um, but hot take or maybe a bad take or maybe any take you want. I don't really want to see Nick Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. I think Masvidal's above Nick. I think Nick's a tremendous fighter, but he's obviously lost his fucking mind. Uh, hasn't fought in three, four years. Why does he get the hottest fighter in the game right now? A guy who's a contender who's battling out with Israel Adesanya for fighter of the year. Why Why would? He, why, why does Nick Diaz just get these layups like that, right? He's a big star. People want to see him, but he just has to come in and fight GSP and then go away for a while. He just has to come in and fight Anderson Silva and go away. I don't want. I don't think he needs to get that handout, right? Nate's a bigger star than Nick. I think Nate is a way bigger star than Nick is. Right. Um, but you know, people want to see it. People like the Diaz brothers. I get it. I think Masvidal, I know he's chasing the money. That's going to be a big money fight. But if I was Masvidal, Colby, Usman, December, 
you got your hand stem celled up, wait till the spring, headline a pay-per-view in the spring. You'll get I think you'll get paid just as much money, if not more money, getting a title fight, because you're gonna get a percentage of the pay-per-view if you win the belt. Um, and I think you have a really good ch- opportunity to win that belt. And and you want to be a champion, right? Nick Diaz doesn't really get you anywhere. If you lose Nick Diaz, that's an ugly loss. Guys have fought many years, hasn't won in a while. Um, you lose to him, that's an ugly loss. So you know, I don't love it, right? A lot of people, or a lot of people are loving it. I don't love it. You know, I don't love it. What are we at? What are we at? Thirty-six minutes. That's okay. I got eight text messages. It's the stupid group chat I'm in. These guys just just shut up, man. You know what I mean, man? Damn, man. I used to, <laughs> I used to ride uh, when I went to high school. My buddy Steve, he's a friend of the podcast, but on the podcast, he used to take me to high school because uh, my parents took my car away or something. This was, I think, sophomore junior year. And we picked up a guy in, in where we live too. His name is a little guy. I'm not gonna say his name because it is, but he's, he was a little tiny guy. His teeth were, looked like he chewed on rocks. Very nice kid. And uh, like you'd be telling him a story or whatever, and it'd be like a crazy story, and send him be like, "Whoa, that's crazy," or whatever like that. He'd be like, "Damn, huh?" That's what he said every time. Damn, huh? And that's how he said it. And one time he was he was late for the the we were leaving um, school. And he was late and he's running in and I was in the front seat and it was a two-door car. So I let him up and there was those seatbelt things that when you, when you open the front door, they automatically moved. And I had it unbuckled because it was driving me nuts. But the, the buckle that was on the, on the thing that moved was going. So he jumped in the car and cracked his head right on that thing as he was diving in because it moved right, right in his head. And he's back there just like, damn, man. <laughs> he had a fucking golf ball size knot on his head. His fucking teeth all out just saying damn man oh you might not find that funny i gotta show you pictures guy that looks like a potato he's a tiny little guy who's like a potato but oh that's funny that reminds me of that i still say it that was 100 years ago and i still say every once in a while damn man all right so i'm gonna two final things we're gonna preview uh ufc dc we're end on that i haven't looked at the card yet i know the main event so we'll kind of go by fight by fight and see what it is see if it tingles me a little bit but i want to do this i used to do if you've been rocking me since day one, I used to do every podcast. I used to do a top five. Had it done in a while. Started to get kind of stale. Um, I really couldn't come up with top fives or whatever. After Shogun's fight, I realized like a lot of people love Shogun and really hyped him up. I was never a Shogun guy, but I was a couple other people's guys. Now, I wouldn't say the people that are in this top five are overrated or overhyped, but they were overhyped in my mind. Like I legitimately thought at one point in my life, that these guys might retire as champions and ride off in the sunset and go be the best fighters in the world. I didn't see the future of these fucking killers that are out there now, Israel Asanya's and all these other guys coming up. I didn't predict that, right? I didn't see in the future. I just thought there's no way anyone's going to beat these guys, right? So we'll go to number five, Chuck Liddell, right? I was not a huge Chuck guy, but I kind of was. Um, I thought no one would beat him. I thought you can't take him down. You can't take his punch and you can't knock him out. How do you beat him? How do you beat him? I thought, you know, because he was, when he was on his rise, he was like 35, right? 36-ish. He was he was right in uh, the end of his prime. Um, so he, he kind of bloomed a little late. He became a huge star a little late. But I thought legitimately, if, if you asked 2007, 2006, Brian, um, maybe even 2005, Brian, Anywhere between 2005, 2007, if you ask Brian to empty his bank account out and put it on one fighter to go the rest of his career undefeated, who would it be? I would, without question, put Chuck Liddell down. I go, that no one's beating that guy. How can you beat him? You can't take him down. You can't knock him out. He's going to knock you out. 
Um, so I really overhyped. And listen, Chuck's a great champion. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an amazing fighter. But in my head, he was really overhyped. I thought, no chance you're beating that guy. No chance. Uh, number four, BJ Penn. Okay, BJ was my guy. Obviously, I overhyped him. I overinflated him. Number four and number three are both. We'll get to number three, too. Bitch, but, uh, BJ Penn, Rich Franklin, right? Number four and number three. Both my guys. Um, BJ, I, 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 I thought he got a raw deal. He left the UFC, went to Hawaii. He beat a bunch of people in Hawaii. Came back to the UFC, lost to GSP at UFC 58. But I thought he won that fight. And I go, this guy, guys, if he goes back to 55, no one's beating him. Then he goes back to 55. Revenges his Jens Pulver lost and then gets a title shot and destroys Joe Stevenson. I'm like, good luck. This is the best 55 in the world. I was cocky. I was arrogant. I was on sure dog fighting, arguing with anybody that would say anything bad about BJ. And then he goes and beats Diego. Then he goes and beats Kenny Florian. I'm like, oh my God, my ego's going crazy. No one's beating this fucking guy. No one is. And then he had just a huge fall off, right? He had a really close fight with Frankie Edgar at UFC 112. In Abu Dhabi, I thought I thought BJ won that fight, and I know I'm biased. I've watched that fight probably 20 times, and I still think BJ won. But it doesn't matter because six months later they rematch in August, and Frankie 10 8 in almost every round. So, and then BJ hasn't won a fight since fucking 2010 uh, when he knocked out Matt Hughes. But there was a period there where BJ went Joe Stevenson, and then I think he went Diego, maybe or maybe Kenny Florian, and then he fought. Or maybe he went Joe, then GSP again, where he lost, and there was the greasing incident. And then he went Kenny Florian and Diego. I can't remember the exact timeline, but um, when he when he defended his belt, won the belt from Joe, defended it twice against Diego and Kenny, who I thought are legit contenders, right? I was, you couldn't tell me anything, man. I thought that guy was, still do. I think he is, I'm getting FaceTimed right now by my, uh, by my uh my father we'll have to we'll have to pause that put a pause on that there don uh yeah so um rich frank and rich franklin now right so that was be japan rich franklin obviously hometown guy taught at my high school um when he beat evan tanner's ufc debut i wasn't overly impressed right i was very excited but i'm like you know, I had been watching MMA a little bit at that point. And I'm like, well, you know, he was at 205. And I'm like, well, he's not going to he's not gonna beat Tito. He's not going to beat Randy at 205, right? I was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to beat those guys with the wrestling and stuff. And then he dropped to 85. And then I go, oh, boy, this guy's a problem now. Oh, boy. And then he won the title. You know, he beat Evan Tanner for the title on my graduation night. Then he defended against Wazo. He broke, like, his hands, his feet, his fucking face. And then I go, oh, this guy's going to be a problem, right? No one, no one's going to be rich at 85. And then they bring in Anderson Silva, who I saw fight in Pride. Saw him fight Jamie Horn in Pride. I saw him get leg locked by uh, by that uh, Japanese kid. I can't remember his name. It was like a flying heel hook. It was fucking awesome submission. I can't remember his name. But I saw him fight before, and I go, okay. He debuted against Lieben, destroyed Lieben. I go, Lieben, Lieben's not rich, though. UFC 64 watched over my buddy's house. Overly confident. I wasn't even worried about it. Not even worried. And we all know what happened to Rich on UFC 64. He got completely smoked. And then rematched UFC 77 in Cincinnati. My first UFC event. And uh, yeah, we know what happened then too. But still won the all-time greatest walkouts. Him and Mickey Gall are number, tied for number one. To know. 
It goes Rich, because Welcome to the Jungle Cincinnati. It goes Dustin Poirier. Uh, cost to be the balls. And then Mickey Gall. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Uh, those are the three best walkouts I've ever seen live. Steve Bazer's pretty good, too, coming out to Machine Gun Kelly, uh, My Town, or whatever it was. All right, number th- two, Andre Olosky. I thought this guy was, I mean... When he fought Fedor after his UFC career, I didn't think he'd beat Fedor because he had already lost a few times in UFC. But when he knocked out Paul Buntello in like 30 seconds and no one even saw the punch, I'm like, oh, this dude's a fucking problem. And then he's, you know, and then he just, his chin was, wasn't there. He doesn't have a chin. But the hairy highlights, long hair, the fang mouthpiece, the fucking Pipple Andre Lasky. I thought this guy was unbeatable. I was not a huge Andre guy, but I was like a little scared of him. And I would tell people like, you don't want to fuck with that guy. And, you know, cause they all, you know, everyone, the first question when, if they're not an MMA fan, the first question if, when they asked me or used to was, would you fight him? Well, yeah, I'd fight him for money. But with Andre, I'd be like, I don't know, man. I didn't think about it, but yeah, he was he was a killer, man. He was a guy I thought was going to run the fucking table uh, forever at heavyweight. And then they were going to bring in Fedor. They are going to bring in all these people, and he's just going to smoke them all. But, you know, he's still kicking away, Andre is, and, he, and he's definitely gotten a little bit better in his career. But, yeah, I was uh, dead wrong about that one. And the number one, a guy who I wasn't sold on, but with his pedigree, I thought he was going to go win everything, was Johnny Hendricks. I thought Johnny Hendricks was going to hold on to that welterweight title just as long as GSP did, because I thought he beat GSP when they fought, and then he beat Robbie Lawler, but very closely, and then he just like fell off. Isn't that weird? A lot. If you look at the GSP fight, I mean, Johnny Hendricks looked pretty jacked in that fight, so you can obviously make the case for steroids, and that's a pretty big case because he was sleeping people with his left hand. He was knocking motherfuckers across the cage with a left straight, and he couldn't knock anybody out at the end of his career. You know, um, yeah, so. That one to me was the biggest shock, and I really did overhype him. I didn't really necessarily like him, but I just thought he was going to win every fight because if if he didn't want to strike, he had that wrestling. I mean, he was a two time All American, two time national champion, whatever from Oklahoma State. I mean, he had some fucking stats that were impressive, right? And maybe not Olympic level impressive, but impressive. And he has shown his wrestling before, but he just stopped and he like moved coaches and then. Had like a weird camp in Dallas or something. It was just, it's a really big mystery how he fell off so bad, so much. And he got weird. And I thought he was like a, a, a likable guy, big rig. And people liked him. And he got kind of weird on us and then fucking just fell off fighting wise. And like, I don't, it was weird. It's, they're going to do a 30 for 30 on him or they're going to do like, where are they now for the UFC? And he's going to be about 220, you know, hunting or whatever. He's going to be doing something saying he loves it. But like, it's, if you really think about the fall off of Johnny Hendricks, it is baffling. I don't get it. I don't understand why he fell off the way he did. It's crazy to me. You can point to steroids, but I mean, steroids might have been a part of it, but fuck. What happened to that guy? All right, so let's preview UFC DC before we get out of here. Let me take a little drink here. All you ASMR guys probably like when I swallow a little bit, you little fucking perverts. All right, uh, Trevor Smith versus first fight. Makhmev Muradov, um, Trevor Smith, I'm not a fan of. Makhmev, I believe, I hit on him as an under. He fought not too long ago. He fought in September. He fe- uh, defeated uh, Alessio DiCicchio at UFC on ESPN. Um, I remember that fight. DiCicchio was a pretty big favorite, and I had Makhmev. Makhmev uh, Muradov uh, win that fight. So uh, he's in my good graces because I, I cashed 
Maybe I didn't cash on the underdog, but I definitely picked them, and 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 you know I like picking underdogs. Trevor Smith, a guy I'm not overly impressed with. Uh, Vivianna Georgova versus Le- uh, Livia Renato Souza, uh, female fight here. Livia Renato Souza scares me. Uh, Brianna the Bull Van Buren destroyed her in her debut. Uh, Van Buren looked amazing. And then we're she's fighting Vianna Jamarjoba, who is 0-1 UFC. Carla Sparza beat her in the UFC. So you got uh, two women who are coming off losses. Both have fantastic records. Should be a probably interesting fight. I don't know a ton about either, uh, besides Souza getting smashed by Brianna the Bull. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Tiago Agavas team Tim Means. Uh, interesting fight. Is this Tim Means' his first fight since he got slept by Nico? Yeah, it is. So he fought Nico back in uh, March and got slept. He was winning the fight and got slept. Alves, I feel like, hasn't came off. Is he coming off a win? No, he's coming off a loss over Star Starpoli, but he has a split decision win over Max, which I thought he lost. Uh, interesting fight. Veteran fight here uh, at welterweight. I'm leaning towards Tim Means, but, you know, who knows? I mean, Tiago Alves has a long leg to kick there. If he, if he wants to kick, I think he can win that fight. But Alves does struggle with, with taller guys. Matt Hanson Wyman. I don't know if his, if his nickname is Hanson anymore. Yeah, it is. Matt Hanson Wyman's back. He he looked pretty rough in his debut. I'm not going to lie. He fought Luis Pena, got TKO'd in the third round. He got busted up, but he looked outmatched. It looked like his... He was scrambling a lot. His wrestling wasn't as clean. His technique wasn't as clean. His stand-up was rough. Not really sure why he's fighting. He took four or five years off. He's an interesting dude. He's fighting Joe Selecki, who I believe came from the Contender Series. Yeah, he won guillotine choke in the Contender Series. Should be an interesting fight. Looks like uh, Selecki's a grappler. Uh, A lot of his wins are by submission. Um, Was this the Boston kid, right? What is he coming out of? Oh, Wilmington, North Carolina. This is the Wilmington. That's right. The Wilmington kid. This is a Derek Brunson kid. Um, You know, I don't know what that fight. That fight might be really sloppy. Selecki might just dominate position. Not really sure. Hopefully, Matt Wyman has sharpened up his tools a little bit because he looked a little little rusty in uh, his uh, comeback fight, which is understandable. I mean, I know Dominic Cruz doesn't believe in ring rust, but uh, next up, Bryce Mitchell versus Matt Sales. I like this fight. Bryce Mitchell really surprised me. His last time out, he didn't. I didn't like him on the contenders, or excuse me, the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he doesn't fight a ton. He got his fucking nuts mangled. If you guys remember that, he got his fucking nuts mangled. But this is a dude that can beat wrestlers, right? He's got a good takedown defense. He's aggressive. Uh, he's not a finisher, but I think he's pretty talented. But you know, he came off Bobby Moffat, who I thought he would win, or thought he would lose that fight. He dominated Moffat, who's a good grappler himself. He's fighting Matt Sales, who's coming out of uh, Team. Uh, what's that? What is that? Dominic Cruz's team, San Diego Team Alliance. God, why did I kind of think of that? He's coming off a win over Kyle Nelson. Before that, a decision loss to Shaman Rice, which he really legged an egg in that fight. Really good fight here. Matt Sales is a guy I've. He came from the Contender Series. I liked him. Led in egg egg against Shaman Rice and came out and beat Kyle Nelson, who just who just got a win in the UFC. Very interesting fight. Like I, I, I'm gonna circle that fight. Uh, I'll be interested in what that line is. Rob Font versus Ricky Simone, dynamite fight, right? Rob Font is Calvin Cater's best friend, training partner, trying to put Boston Mass MMA on the map. Ricky Simone coming off a horrible loss to Uriah Faber, got caught with the right hand, got TKO'd, you know, Raya being out, Raya being 40-something, really ugly loss. And Simone's a talented dude, has good striking, has good grappling, has good cardio, very interesting fight. That is going to be dead even. I don't want to pick a winner. I got to I gotta go more. I'm leaning toward Rob Fonks. I think he's cleaner, but he has been taken down before, so we'll see. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo's back. She's fighting Marina Rodriguez. That's a very, very good fight. Marina's undefeated. Cynthia Calvillo 
It feels like she's been on the cusp forever. Um, I really like that fight. Chris Fishgold versus Billy Quarantino. Quarantino coming from the Contender Series. Not overly impressed with them. Not overly impressed with Chris Fishgold. Fishgold is a grappler, good submission guy. Um, but other than that, I don't love him. Quarantino is a, is a tough, durable dude, but not a killer anywhere. Um, I'm not crazy about that fight. Cody Stammen versus Young, Young Dong Song. What a name. Your name's Yadong. Yadong Song. Um, Cody Stam is a guy that is really tough to look good against. Yadong Song is, is, from my understanding, is a killer, right? If, if, unless I'm mixing him up with another Yadong. Um, yeah, he's coming off some wins here. He's got a lot of wins in the UFC. He's undefeated in the UFC. All finishes except Vincent. Vince Morales is the only one he didn't finish. He finished Alejandro Perez by knockout his, his last time out back in July. It was really impressive. I love John Angus calling that. Cody Stammen, I feel like I haven't seen him in a little bit. I know his last fight he lost to Al Jermaine, or at least he, one of his fights lost to Al Jermaine. So he beat Alejandro Perez back in March as well. Hasn't fought in a little bit. They're both coming off the same fighter, and they're both coming off wins. Stammen's a really tough dude. He's going to be on you like glue. I feel like Yudong might be a slight favorite when they release. I like Stammen early. But if Yudong's a huge underdog, and you know, it really have to depend on how this swings. Uh, heavyweight big boy Stefan Struve is Ben Rothwell. Eh, not crazy about that. Don't really love either guy. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a, a slow paced. You know, Ben Rothwell, I think, has really fallen off since he hasn't been able to take a steroid. Stefan Struve retired. Now he's coming back. Where's his head at? Don't love this fight. Aspen Ladd versus Yana Kutsukaya. Uh, I like this fight. Aspen Ladd trying to bounce back over the Jermaine Demandery loss. Uh, Yana Kutsukaya is a girl who, uh, a female fighter, I do not love. I think she's okay talented. Um, I think Aspen Ladd is very talented, but how's she going to rebound off that knockout loss? And then the main event, Alistair Overeem versus Jairzino Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck stepping up for Walt Harris. Um, horrible, horrible thing with Walt Harris. If you, if you, I'm sure you know if you follow MMA, his stepdaughter was abducted. In and they captured the guy who might have been involved in it, or you know, innocent, but probably was. He was at the convenience store. If you don't know, now you know. Go look up the details of it. It's horrifying. Being a father myself, it's just absolutely gutted. But Walt was supposed to fight Alistair. Now Rosenstruck, who just came off a ten second knockout or whatever uh, over Alistair, or excuse me, Andre Arlovsky, big step up in competition. I like that for him. Uh, heavyweight needs a juice. I I, I like Alistair over him. I want. Rosenstruck to win because Alistair's been to the top before, but um, I, I would like to see Rosenstruck win that. Okay, so that's the show. That's DC. Uh, don't know if we'll have a show next week. I might do something special. I might do a funny show, a goofy show. I might get Austin in here. I know he's traveling a little bit right now. Um, I don't know. We'll do something, right? I, I'll, I'll figure out something. I don't want to. I don't leave you guys in the dark for a week. So we'll do something. Obviously, back to normal the week uh, prior to that. I'll have uh, the week prior leading up to UFC DC. I might just have a pick 'em for that fight uh, for that podcast. Just do a pick 'em podcast. We'll see though. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I might, you know, inspiration might strike, and I might fucking want to do something a little different. Uh, we'll see. See how creative I get. So that's the show. Obviously, follow me on Instagram. MMA takes podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. MMA takes on Twitter. I've been a little quiet over the social media for the past few days, just trying to get some things in order at the house and whatnot. Clean out the garage. You know how it goes. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, that's it, guys. All right. Bye. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He will roll you. Baby, don't you know? My heat will move.
tomorrow All day, all night You feel my heat Feel, 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 feel my heat I think we should repeat that again Feel, 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 feel Feel my heat Feel my heat Yeah, it's definitely cool Let's lay it down Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?